If you had to make a list of your top 10 worries in life, what would you put on that list? It might be kind of hard to narrow it down to just 10 things. There's probably a lot of things we worry about. I mean, we're, we're maybe worried that we're not going to be able to re reach our targets, our goals at work. Worried that our to-do lists aren't going to check themselves off by themselves at the end of the day. Worried about the state of politics in our nation. We're worried whether or not we're being good parents. Worried whether we're making good decisions from day to day, even in the, the kind of small things. We, we worry about everything from, from the health of our pets to violence in our nation, in our community. In a study that, that surveyed 2,000 people on, on what they worried about the most, these are the, the top 10 things that most people were putting on their lists in, in ranked order. We can start with, with number 10, right? People said they're worried because they generally feel unhappy with life, worry about paying rent and mortgage, worried about their physique, worried about wrinkles and an aging appearance, worried about job security, worried about credit card and financial debts, worried about diet, worried about low energy levels, worried about a financial future. And the top worry most people had was supposedly getting old in general. You ever worry about anything on that list? It'd be kind of amazing if you said, no, I don't worry about any of that. Because humanity, unlike any other plant or animal species on this planet, we're prone to worry. It's like we're predisposed to have anxiety. And, and our modern culture of hyper-communication and heaping responsibilities is not helping. I think it's only hurting. We feel like there's, there's just so much running through our minds all the time. And at the root of this biblical word, worry, is the idea of distraction, of being pulled in several directions at once. Can you relate? Isn't that exactly what it feels like to be worried? Like our worries are just pulling us along through life. Maybe some days worry kind of seems to make up the, the bulk of our day. We, we wake up already worried about that first thing we got to get done in our to-do list. And by the end of the day, we're worried about those 10 other things that we didn't get to check off by the end of the day. And so, when Jesus steps forward today and he says, don't worry. When he tells us, don't let yourself be pulled in so many directions. We're not so sure we can take Jesus up on that gentle command. Because, Jesus, this is just kind of how things work these days. If you're not busy, then you're being lazy. We feel like saying, Jesus, you just you don't understand what it's like to live as a 21st century American. Jesus, I don't think you realize that worry and stress, they're just 
kind of something you got to deal with. We're expected to deal with it. You got to learn to cope with worry. You got to learn to cope with your anxiety and your stress and just keep going. And in a certain way, Jesus does kind of tackle worry from a very simple perspective. He's, he's only talking about being worried about the necessities of life, like food and drink and clothing. But he has a point in doing that. It turns out Jesus has a, a lot more to say to 21st century Americans who worry and are stressed and busy like us. has a lot more to say to us than we might think. Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Maybe worrying about having enough to eat or drink or clothes to wear, maybe those aren't things that even crossed your mind to put on that top 10 list of worries. Maybe they're not even in the top 30. Having the basic necessities of life is kind of a given for most of us, probably. But Jesus is, is really making a point here by only talking about how even the necessities of life, food and drink and clothes, he says, don't worry about those things. And yet here we are worrying about so many other earthly concerns, cosmetic concerns, things that, that in the end aren't even necessary. I think we trick ourselves into thinking that, that we need to have so much more than we have. Maybe it's just being, it's kind of being a product of a first world country, but the more things we add to that list of needs, the more we're opening ourselves up to worry. The more we're, we're letting ourselves get pulled in even more directions. And of course, we agree with Jesus that life is so much more than food and drink and clothing. But then why still we, we spend so much time worrying, so little time really enjoying life? We're prone to worry, even to worry about things that aren't necessary. And worry by itself, we know it's bad for us. We know we shouldn't worry. But worrying might even be worse for us than we thought it was. The big issue with worry is that it could show a lack of trust in God. This is kind of what prompts Jesus in verse 30 to, to say, you of little faith, as he talks to the people worrying about food and clothing and, and drink. And it kind of hits us kind of hard because here we are not really even worrying about the necessities, but worrying about so many other things. And we start to wonder, what's the big problem with worry? Well, not only is it, is it bad for us, it's not just worthless, but it's harmful. And it can be sinful. Worrying is, is like anti-faith. It's not trusting that God can provide for us. Sometimes it feels like those worries, they just pull our hearts in so many directions. They distract us from the one thing needful that Jesus says to do, to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. How do we do this? How, how do we seek God's kingdom and righteousness? We seek it by hearing and studying God's word, 
by receiving the sacrament, by making God and His Word our highest priority. We seek for God in the places He's given us to find Him. But we're so prone to worry. And sometimes worries for earthly concerns crowds out our need to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. We maybe tend to think my, my earthly needs got to come first. I, I got to check more things off that to-do list before I worry about seeking God's kingdom and letting him rule in my heart more and more each day. Sometimes God's righteousness, the, the thing we need most, ends up taking the back seat to our seemingly more pressing earthly concerns. The thing is, the, the more we seek after these, these earthly things and less after the things of God, the more worried we might have to be that we're lacking in some very important spiritual matters. Worry, if we're not careful, can steer our hearts from God. And this is why Jesus is so concerned for our worried hearts. He wants us to know there's, there's some danger there. And while we are, are so prone to worry, God is prone to provide. Your God is predisposed to providing you with all that you need. As your loving, heavenly Father and Creator, He wants to provide you with the best He can give. And he does. He gave you his son. Hear from Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? See, Jesus doesn't just reassure us, don't worry. He gives us the cure for our worried hearts. Jesus gives us the righteousness, the right standing with God that we're seeking. With Christ's blood running down on us from that cross, dripping in the waters of our baptisms, we've been purchased to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit has taken up rule in our hearts by faith. This is why Jesus can say, Do not worry. Because by grace, he's given us the things we're to seek. A desire for God's kingdom and his righteousness, that desire is constantly satisfied by Jesus. And I think you'll find, once you have those two things, everything else can fall into place. If we have Christ and his righteousness, what do we lack? If we belong to the kingdom of God, what, what real worries can we have? Our Father has given us the best things. And really, this, this is reason number one why Jesus can tell us, don't worry. Our Father's given us the greatest gifts of faith, salvation, forgiveness. He can certainly also give us the lesser gifts of earthly necessities. But there's more here. Throughout these verses, Jesus has three more reasons why worry doesn't need to be part of our life. Reason number two, 
why we, we don't need to worry is because we are more important to God than anything else in his creation. That's kind of what made up like half the verses here, right? That all those things about look at the birds of the air, see how the flowers of the field grow. I can't get in the mind of a bird, but I, I kind of can't imagine that birds wake up worried and stressed about their day. I think birds just wake up singing. And still, God provides for those birds, giving them what they need, even though they can't do any advanced planning or have spreadsheets. They're good. God cares for them. Now, of course, God's not trying to tell us here that we need to close out all our savings and retirement accounts to, to stop storing things away, to quit our jobs. God's not trying to, to get us to just go with the flow all the time and, and never make any future plans. The point here is to bring out how God cares even for the smallest, seemingly most insignificant pieces of his creation, birds and flowers, even those things he cares for each and every day, even though they maybe don't have the ability or resources to plan ahead and store things away or have refrigerators. And so how much more for us, who maybe do have the ability and the resources to do those things, how much more will we be just fine? And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe actually try taking Jesus up on what he says to do here sometime. I'm serious. Just go out and look at some birds and some flowers every once in a while. Just chill out. And just enjoy the, the peace and beauty of God's creation. Maybe go out on your front porch, don't bring your phone with you, or go on a hike. And while you do that, just observe. Look at how God cares for the creation that's all around you. And if you need to, if, if it makes you feel better, you can tell those birds, hey, God cares for me even more than he cares for you. I know that might not jive with the PETA people, but, but really, don't kid yourself. You are so much more valuable to God than any bird or plant that he's created. Your soul is precious to him. A soul he sent his son to die for. And if God is going to care for even the seemingly small parts of his creation, of course he'll take care of you too. You'll be okay. Because you are more important to God than anything else in his creation. Reason number three why worry is kind of out of place for us is because worry never does any good. I mean, this is a really good point, isn't it? It seems like something you'd read in a self-help book, but Jesus said it first. And, you know, as you're worrying about things, maybe ask yourself, what is worrying about this certain thing going to accomplish? Nothing. If anything, worrying about stuff is probably just going to make it worse. And, I mean, this is where Jesus says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The answer is no. And it's crazy. Remember what the, the top worry was on that top ten list? Getting old. Well, guess what? Worrying about getting old is not going to make you any younger. And I'd have to do some research on it, but I'm pretty sure it does the opposite. Excessive worrying probably subtracts hours from our life. It's unhealthy. But then maybe you're asking now, okay, if I find myself worrying, I need to have 
an alternative? What else can I do besides worry? What can I do to get my mind off that? Well, how about more seeking of God and his righteousness? When you find yourself really stressed out, maybe the best thing you can do, crack open your Bible. Even if it's just a couple minutes, that time will not be, be wasted. Read a devotion. Go to your God in prayer. You will find rest for your souls in those things. God promises you will. And, it, and it'll actually be even better than going out and looking at birds. It's the best thing you can do when you're worried. And then reason number four, why worry is out of place for believers, is because your father knows all your needs. And I think our little girl, Natalie, kind of taught this to me. You know, babies, they, they don't sit there worrying all day whether their parents are going to know how to take care of them and do the right thing. Parents worry about that all the time. But babies, well, she just kind of trusts that we are going to take care of her, that we'll know what she needs. Babies simply trust because they can't do much else. And so with our Heavenly Father, we can simply trust that he knows what we need and that he's already given us the most important things we need, the care that we need for our souls, his son, his forgiveness, his word. And so we can pray, just like Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. Not tomorrow's bread, not next month's bread, daily bread. We can't eat tomorrow's bread today. Next month's bread hasn't even been baked yet. And Jesus is kind of closing up this whole section here with one more big statement. Therefore, let tomorrow worry about itself. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We don't need to keep bringing in the worries of tomorrow into our lives today. It's really not going to help. It's just going to compile things even, even worse. And it's a little bit of a confusing statement that Jesus gives here. But think about it. If tomorrow is supposed to worry about itself, then that means, really? Worry? We're free from it. Because tomorrow is always just out of our reach, something we can't tackle yet. It's not here yet. In the same way, when, when you wake up in the morning, you wake up in the day that's called today. You never wake up in a day called tomorrow. It's always just beyond our reach. Just like our worries are always supposed to be just beyond our reach, not coming in and attacking us today. It's a really weird way to think about it. That's really what Jesus' point is here. You don't need to worry. No matter what worries you have on your top ten list, entrust those worries to your Father's care. Allow Him, who's prone to provide, to provide for you when you're so prone to worry. And yeah, it's going to happen. That worry is going to come back into your life again and again. There's going to be days when you feel like you're pulled in so many directions. Days when we do forget to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. Days when we feel like we're spread like too little butter over too much bread. But here in these verses, three times, Jesus says to you, do not worry. It's not a harsh command. It's a gentle reminder from a parent to a child that everything's taken care of. It's going to be okay. 
There's no need for concern. We can find rest for our souls. and Our, our burdens can be light because Jesus has already taken off the heaviest burden of sin from our shoulders. And he points us to our Heavenly Father's care so that we draw the inevitable, logical conclusion. My Father values me. My Father gives me the best in Christ. My Father knows what I need. Therefore, I will not worry. Amen.